Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. Content warnings for this episode include adult language and mature themes. The poem Immortality, written by Claire Harner in 1934. Trust is a hard thing to come by these days, when the world is going oh so wrong. I trust my people, my soldiers, my comrades, my friends. Extra, extra, militia spreads to outskirts of district by order of the Lord Mayor. I trust my family, my pack. We're not pack, and we're not family. I trust the ones I love. I just don't know if I can trust myself. You can't make that decision for me. This ain't some storybook where we all end up happily ever after. You know I'm the only one you can trust. I know you'll come crawling right back to me. It's just a matter of time. It's your responsibility to defend what is yours. Stand tall and do not waver. This is the Feywild West. This is my realm, my responsibility. This is our pack, our family. Let's be legendary. I wait until midnight because midnight is the undertaker's time. Mm-hmm. The crossing over from one day to the next, the passing. But before that, I am digging through all of our gems that we got from Longfellow, trying to find one. Yeah, I think we got a few left. Uh, yeah, we got a bunch. And am I able to find one? Probably. How much does it need to be worth? A thousand. Make me an investigation check. Fifteen. Okay. Yeah, I mean, with... The gems that you have, you find one that sufficiently it, sparkly. That, <laughs> that is sufficiently expertly cut. Ah, yeah. Dad didn't give me a lot of um, didn't tell me what I was supposed to be looking for in this gem, but I know I need a gem somehow. I know I need a gem. Magically into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the finest cut gem of the collection that you have. Okay, I hope it's. I hope, I hope this will do, because otherwise, well... Otherwise, it just won't work. Yeah. So I take the basket that I had Zachariah's bones in and take his skull off the mantle, and where should we do this? I think out front. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know how much room I'm going to need. Well, there's plenty of room out front. Yeah. So just maybe not outside, outside, but like yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, front yeah, yard, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would think. Okay. I mean, we can always do the in the horses arena, but the front. Like, I think I think the front is the front is fine. Fine, yeah, okay. Just not in the house. No, because like I said, I've I frankly have no idea what to expect. I don't think it's going to be the same as the first time I did this on accident. Yeah, and also there's the kids are asleep, so let's not in case it's noisy. Yeah. Kids are asleep. They're awake. They're not, let's pretend that they're asleep. They're supposed, they're supposed to be asleep. They're supposed to be asleep. Um, but Jealous is up reading more of those stupid garbage books that he keeps bringing home, and Adrian is up drawing. Probably. I'm not going to check on them. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> if they have, if they are, they're tired in the morning when they have to get up, that, that, that's their problem. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. So okay. you take the bones. I take the bones. I'm nervous, okay? I know. <laughs> I can tell. I take the bones, and... I set up what I think is a ritual. I set it up, like I said, I don't really know what I'm doing. So I just set up how I would set up a a normal ritual that I would do to call upon the power of the Undertaker. Are you sure you should be doing this like right now? It's midnight, it's the Undertaker's Uh, No, I know that, but like maybe do this after you're done being pregnant? Yeah, so I have nine months to lose my nerve. Or nine months to talk to more people and get their opinions and then overthink everything. I don't think, okay, if overthinking was a problem, I think you would have died by now. Fair. 
But my point still stands. Okay, all right, fair enough. If I feel anything going wrong, if I feel pain or something, I'll stop. Okay. But how's that look? Does it look okay? I have no idea what I'm supposed to be. It looks like a ritual. Okay. It looks official. Okay. okay. It's very pretty. Okay, pretty. Yeah. yeah. All right. That candles were a nice touch. Yeah. And the incense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and the... Tally's making a face behind Celine. Like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm supposed to be looking at. I don't see that. Okay. And I'm someone that's supposed to be able to know how to do this. Okay. Sorry. I'm nervous. I know. It's okay. I kind of rub your shoulders. It's all right. Come on, you've brought me back plenty of times. That's different. I know, but it... I didn't get you killed and then ten months later I'll ask if you want to come back. Fair. <sighs> okay. Uh, I feel at my chest for the cold spot. Can it's I there. Feel it? Okay. I'm going to pull out the key. As soon as Celine pulls out the key, Talia Grave Silence appears in your hand in shovel form. Hello. Uh, I see that. Everything okay? I think so. I didn't call him out. You didn't summon him? No. Then why is... At this moment, there is a silence that just overtakes everything. And the door is there. Zido? The door. Talia had tilted her head like she was listening to something. We can't call the door, but we protect it, is what he said. I suppose I'm the one that called it? I would assume. But what does that mean? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to argue. I, I'd go with you if I could. I know. I know you would, but I can, I can handle it. Oh, I have no doubt, but I still wish I could help more. And I appreciate it. You got this. Good luck. I've always been lucky. Okay. So, I have my key in my hand, but I'm trembling. I walk up to the door and try the key. It fits into the lock, and with a solid click, it turns, and you feel the door come ajar in your hand. I walk in. What do I see? You step in, and it's not an unfamiliar sight, but it's different. You've been into the Undertaker's realm, this pitch-black liminal space. There's a solid floor beneath you, but aside from that, there does not seem to be anything. Your body, you can see, is illuminated in and of itself, but there's no source of the illumination, and whatever the source is, it does not illuminate anything around you. Or there is nothing around you to illuminate. You know, source of the illumination is this bright idea. <laughs> Can I see the door behind me? Like if I turn back, is it still ajar? It is still there. And while you can tell that out there is infinitely brighter than here, no light crosses the threshold of the door. So uh, what I'm going to do is take out my tape measure mm -hmm. and tie it to the end of the key. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to use it like a pendulum. I've done this with my crow skull before. Uh-huh, just on this necklace. since so. we are here, and I hold it out in front of me. <sighs> by the power gifted to me by the Undertaker, I seek the soul of Zachariah Hayfield. If he wishes to speak to me, and I wince. Uh, real quick, take a point of inspiration for the key measuring tape pendulum. I, I, I like that a lot. Yay! Um, 
as you speak, even with the note of hesitation, with a graceful motion, the key pendulum swings forward and pulls you slightly ahead to the left. I follow. You follow the key forward and it provides this constant tugging pressure in this direction and you walk and walk and walk. You don't know how long you walk for and as you walk you hear echoes, voices, noises, some laughters of joy, others cries of despair. More than once you pass by sounds of music and the key continues to pull you forward. And then all of a sudden with no warning it goes slack. The key? Yep. Just hangs loosely on your measuring tape. Somewhere off in the distance, barely audible, is the sound of a train whistle. Zachariah? A voice comes from behind you echoing as if from a long tunnel. Celine? I turn around. You turn and see this faint, pulsing light. And then it grows brighter, eventually forming into the shape of Zachariah. Looking squinting out to you as if you are just as faint to him as he is to you. Is he looking at me, though? He's looking at you. Hello, Zachariah. He fades in and out, but eventually solidifies the spectral form, starting to gain tinges of color. What are you doing here? I came to find you. He looks around, confused, and as he does so, he almost fades out completely before turning back to you and fading back in. Again, color creeping into the spectral form. Well, well you found me. Need another goodbye kiss? No. I wanted to talk to you. He steps forward. More color coming into him, and you see that the spectralness is almost sliding off of him like it was a film that he's stepping through. Didn't we already do this? We said goodbye, we said we were sorry. What What's left soon? A second chance. A second chance at what? At life. He opens his mouth to say something, but then flinches and puts his hand to his ear as you hear the faint sound of a train whistle again. He takes a few steps back, that spectral film starting to cover him again. <sighs> Pretty sure your measurements only get taken once, darling. You are correct. Unless you're a cleric of the Undertaker, and you may have learned how to give someone that second chance. He stands there, looking at you. I'm looking back at him. Do I have a heartbeat here? No. Okay, well, it's still, even though I don't have one, I still feel it pounding. 
The longer he looks at you, the more the film slips away from him and more color appears in him. And his eyes narrow inquisitively. What the hell do you get out of this? What, what, what do I, what, what? What do you get out of this, Celine? Come on, no one's been able to bring anybody back from the dead in the fuck knows how long. About a thousand years. Exactly. Now you can suddenly do it and you want to bring me back? What do you want? That money I had was a total lie, by the way. I know, I know. And even if it... Even if it wasn't, I don't want your money. I want to give you another chance. The film is almost completely gone now, and there's just this look of confused consternation in his face. You know when you have to do something really difficult, you have a conversation in your head? Mm-hmm. This didn't go... <laughs> I didn't practice this, pal. Why me? What do you mean? Why, of all people, me? Because your execution was bullshit. You didn't get a trial or even appear before the chief constable. Or anything. You died for someone's bruised ego and... Well... Let's just say... Recently, I've... Been more concerned with... Actual justice. Lately. Okay... From the, most of the time he's been visible to you, he's had something of a defensive stance. Now it starts to melt away into a more casual stance. And do you want to know the truth? Yeah. I miss you, damn it. When you were just a spirit inside your skull, it... It reminded me of what it was like when, when we were still, when we were still friends. Friends? That was a long time ago, Celine. I know. Look, I know this is strange, and I'm not telling you you have to come back. This is your decision, fully and completely. Nothing I can do can make you come back against your will. And I wouldn't want to make you come back against your will. But I haven't been able to stop thinking about you since you walked back through that door. And the more I thought about it, the more this whole situation bothered me. And and I miss you. I miss our adventures. I miss our schemes, our friendship. So here I am, using this ability I have that no one else has and no one has had in over a thousand years, offering you a way back, if you want it. Yeah, breathe. I don't think it's doing me any good here. (laughs) His face has gone through many different emotions as he he's been listening but Celine's not looking at him anymore averted her gaze it settles on a look of genuine curiosity back from the dead Celine looks at him back from the dead no strings no strings He looks at you for a long time, his eyes just going over your face, searching for some kind of lie, some kind of deception. Celine, I... And then you hear that faint train whistle again, and 
Zachariah flinches as if he was hit in the head with a baseball bat. His form going that spectral gray again as that spectral film creeps in. I take a step towards him just instinctively. He's bent over, hand over his ear, trying to block out a sound that is miles distant for you, Celine, but seems to be right up on him. Yeah, yep, okay, yes. I'll go back. Really? Yeah, why not? Could be fun. <sighs> oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, hold this and I give him the gem. That's this how- gem is, is pretty big, right? Like the size of like an apple. Yeah, so, yeah, apple baseball, some, somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, he holds this. Hell is this? Your second chance. Okay. He like cups it in both hands. <laughs> I hold out my key. I close my eyes. And the world does a spell come to me. I will not stand by your grave and weep. You are not there. You do not sleep. The gem starts to softly glow in Zachariah's hands. You are the thousand winds that blow. You are the diamond glints in snow. You are the sun on ripened grain. You are the cool and gentle autumn rain. The glow starts to turn warm in color. And while color had been creeping into Zachariah, suddenly it becomes vibrant, passing over him, and Zachariah's eyes are fixed on the gem, unable to look away from it. As I awake with morning's hush, you are the swift, upflinging rush of quiet birds in circling flight. You are the day, transcending night. The light of the gem flares to a beacon of light in the darkness, and slowly, with Selene's words, the faceted crystalline form of this gem begins to melt, covering Zachariah, starting from his hands and creeping up his arms in this luminous liquid diamond. I will not stand by your grave and cry. You are not there. And I open my eyes, and they are pure white. You did not die. Zachariah is now covered in light. I reach out my hand to him. Zachariah reaches out his hand to you with only slight hesitation, and grasps your hand. Talia. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what's Talia doing? <laughs> Cliffhanger for the game. <laughs> Middle. <laughs> Talia is pacing back and forth. Um, she's probably worn a hole in front of the door by now. She's got little donuts that she's been doing. She's been gone three hours. Grave silence speaks in your mind. Returning the dead to the world of the living takes time, Reaper. Can't we do something to help? It is not our place. We only guide and protect, not interfere. It's easy for you to say it's not your wife. No. But I feel your distress the same way you can feel mine. Patience. I'm trying. I know. After a couple more hours, Talia. I feel like at this point she's just going to have a little donut in the ground that you just see her head going. Mm-hmm. I'll break through to the astral point eventually. <laughs> It's where. <laughs> where are all in the floors and you're going to fall out and be on the back of a star whale? Yep. After a, a few more hours, you suddenly feel a ripple from the door. This beat 
that reverberates. I stop dead in my tracks and basically go towards the door. As soon as you start heading towards the door, you see Celine backing out of it, her hand extended through the door, and as she steps back through, the basket of bones next to the door trembles as the bones rise up and turn to clouds of ash much like they do when she casts her divination spell. The cloud of ash moves towards the door, and right when Celine's extended hand is about to pull past the threshold, meets her hand there and begins to form the shape of a person as she continues to pull and back away from the door and from the nothingness beyond the door and the flowing ash of bone starts forming Zachariah a flash of light from the door giving way to a fully reformed body naked and unmarred by any of his past injuries. When he is fully out of the door, the light fades and the door closes behind him and vanishes. He stands there for a second blinking as his eyes adjust to the light and he looks over at you. Celine's also blinking, like she can't believe she actually pulled this off. Talia is also blinking, like, okay then. <laughs> Like, this is really weird. Ha. <laughs> huh? Hi. He looks like he's about to say something when his eyes roll back and he just slumps forward Ooh, onto you. I, I got him, I got him, I got him. Okay, okay, All right. okay, okay. Talia, Talia catches him before he's able to get to the ground. Okay, uh-huh. I got him, I got, I got him too, I got him too. I got it's fine. Okay. And okay. I get him bridal style. <laughs> In my hands. Okay, right. okay. Where, where okay, are you taking Okay, wait, uh, guest house. Let's go to the guest house. Yeah, well, we'll go to the guest house. We've got plenty of beds. Okay. You get him up to the guest house. Careful, 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 careful. I careful, got he's careful, fine. Careful. I got him. I've got plenty of okay, practice okay, carrying. Okay, okay, okay. Gently, gently set him down. I got set him. him. I, got I, him need to, I need to, I, I need to check him over. Okay, okay, okay. okay Just okay. let me put him down. Okay, okay. Gently, 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 gently. Okay, he's okay. fine. Okay, I want to look him over. Okay, uh, make a medicine check at disadvantage. Why? Because you have three levels of exhaustion, Celine. Oh, shit. Why? It actually says so in the spell. No, it doesn't. Give me that. <laughs> Let me see the player's handbook. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Casting a spell to restore life to a creature taxes you greatly. Until you finish a long rest, you can't cast spells again, and you have disadvantage on all attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws. Ow. Okay. So, disadvantage. That's a nine. And there's another nine. So, I have an 11 to medicine, so 20. Dead to 20. Okay. Rolls at disadvantage and gets... A total 20. A DLT, a DLT 20. We are beasts. I don't know if you know yeah, this. Yeah, no, do you yeah. know my we dad? We are the next new heart. Do you know Do you know my dad is? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's ice cold and sweating profusely. Definitely a fever. Okay, okay. Pulse? Pulse is there. Steady-ish. Okay. Breathing? Breathing. Okay. Uh, no injuries of any kind. Like, like, all of his scars are even gone. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, I have three levels of exhaustion. I'm going to say that... You're going to pass out. I was going to say maybe maybe now is that the adrenaline is, like, wearing off. Mm-hmm. And, and I, as I'm standing there fussing over Zachariah, I sway a little bit and... Almost fall on the floor. Almost collapse. Oh my God, Celine! Oh, uh, oh, you look. So... Um, she looks bad. Yeah. Like, like ashen. Like usually, I have this very like cute peachy pink. What face. the hell happened? The floor came up and hit me. You didn't fall. Okay, 
You all right? All right, I'm getting. So mean. I know you should have waited. All right. So mean. I've never done anything mean to that floor. Yeah, I know. Okay, you're gonna He's go trying rest. to hit me. You oh, gotta rest. Is you okay? He's fine. We're gonna. We're, okay. I'm gonna take okay. you to bed. Okay. You I'm, need to I'm, lay down. I'm, I'm trying to stand back up, but um, like my legs don't work. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pick you up now. Ah! And I'm gonna. No, 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 no. I got. To, I've got. I. 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 I I'll need... keep an eye on him. You but, need to get some rest. Um, I'm. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm you fine. are not fine. You can put me down. I'm trying to get down. I'm you, not doing a very good job. But yeah, I'm, no. I'm being a squirmy worm. Yeah, I, I, I have a good grip on her, and I'm walking no, back no. to our room to put her to bed. No, no, no. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. You're not okay. No, you, you look like you're about to pass out. I'm fine. That's not fine. I just, just, I just need to. I'm just. A you li- just I'm brought just back feel a little dizzy. I just need a cup of coffee. And you I'll just be- brought back a whole human being. I'm guessing that took a lot out of you. I'm just. Just, and you can't have any coffee. I can have a little bit of coffee. You cannot have a little bit. I could have a little bit of coffee. I don't care. You're laying down. Come no, on. I'm fine. I just, I just I put her got in a bed. little bit of a headache. I'm fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I am sitting up in bed. I am fine, Talia. You're not fine. You just did something that literally took all the energy out of you. I am fine, Mrs. Argent Grey. Oh, you think that's going to work? Maybe. No, lay down. So I'm sitting up in bed, and I do look—I look like shit. You like, do absolutely like I actually look gray. Yeah, I'm sitting up in bed, and you know when you're sitting up in bed, but you're so tired that you're like kind of falling asleep as you're sitting up. I just need to sleep. I need to make sure he's okay. I will keep an eye on him. I promise. Lay, I push her down. I, Lay down. Oh, I need to. I. I need to make sure that he's okay. When you are ready to. It's fine. I'll keep... Do you do you trust me? Well, that's not fair. It is totally fair. Do you trust me? No. Try again. Fine. Get some rest. Now the exhaustion's really hitting me, and it's, it's taking over my stubbornness. That's how tired I am. I'm taking off her shoes and... Mm. Pull the covers up. Okay, I'm just going to rest my eyes for a few minutes. Sure. Just wake me up in like 15 minutes, okay? Okay. Okay. Just... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Does she look okay aside from just exhausted? Like, are there any... I, I don't know. I don't know too much about medicine as much as she does. No, you do. You you do, you did all the baby stuff. That's it. Make a make medicine check. Seventeen. She doesn't look good, but her pulse is steady. Okay. She's breathing fine. Snoring just just. She's snoring just fine. Her skin is ashen and pale. Her face seems a bit sunken. So it's just extreme exhaustion? Extreme exhaustion. Okay, I'm going to check underneath her skirt. Is there any blood or anything like that? No. Okay, then I'm going to call... I kick you. Um, then I'm going to call her good. And, uh, okay. Wolf's fang, she actually did it. Okay, so in this order, I'm going to brew myself a pot of coffee. Uh, down the entire thing. Uh-huh. Do you not even take it out of the decanter? Nope. Why, wa- why waste a cup? What good man. I'm going to go back to Zachariah. I'm going to make sure that he is covered in blankets as much as possible and get like a cold compress for his, like a washcloth or something for his forehead mm-hmm. um, just to try to keep somewhat of the fever down. I think I'm going to alternate between staying with him and then checking on her back and forth for the rest of the night, however much long that is. Like she was gone five hours, so I'm, you know... I'm guessing it's like four or five in the morning at this point. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm just going to stay awake <laughs> and make sure throughout the rest of the night they're all right. So, uh, Talia, you go back and forth between the two and both seem stable. Zachariah's fever fluctuates through the night and into the morning. Although it's still present, for the most part, he seems stable. Celine is out. Out. So dead she just brought back the dead and now she sleeps like the dead she manages to go diagonal on the bed somehow 
and take all of the cover out. Somehow. Somehow. Yes, in quotations. Yeah. Who knows? I think once people are awake, the kids basically, Mm -hmm. uh, before Jareth leaves, I send him on an errand to send a message to Mila or Dr. Tona. Mm -hmm. If she can make a house call again for both Celine and another patient. And uh, oh, okay. Thank you, kid. And I look exhausted. I probably have a level of exhaustion at this point. Um, with, yeah, with no sleep, probably. Yeah. But if both of them are stable, I'm actually going to try and get some sleep oh. in the chair that's in Zachariah's room. Oh, okay. It's just to, t- to try to take a nap, so I'm mm. not totally. Maybe do a little bit. Yeah. At least try. Yeah, you get, uh, I'll say, you get enough to stave off a point of exhaustion. Oh, bless. <laughs> but at one point, you wake up and Adrian's in the room with you looking over Zachariah. Hey, little lady, what you up to? She looks up at you and her brow is kind of like furrowed inquisitively, but she doesn't say anything. This is Zachariah. He's a friend of your mom's. He's not feeling too well. Adrian nods knowingly like, yeah, he's not here. He's not? <laughs> Celine sits up in bed. What? <laughs> <laughs> she, her, her face scrunches up in frustration. He is, but his head is still in the other place. You can tell that? She nods and looks up to you. Can't you? I guess I wasn't really looking. I don't know how to look at that. She looks back at Zachariah. He's still on the train. He hears it. Is he always going to hear it? Uh, Talia gets down to her level and puts an arm around her. I don't know, baby. There's a lot about this we don't know. Adrian nods and pulls up from the ground where she had sat it a big stuffed rhino. And just like tucks it in bed next to Zachariah. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. I'm sure you'll appreciate it. She nods with like a satisfied look on her face and gives you a hug before leaving. Our kid is so weird. We gotta figure out what's going on. With Our kid is so weird. I mean, it's neat. But... Uh, it is, and, and but honestly, part of me is like, yeah, that tracks. Uh, I mean, yeah, me too. I'm not worried about it. I'm just more like concerned for her because, like, uh, I'm more just worried about what she sees. It's like this is a is this child safe? You know how when cats look off into the middle distance, and you're like, what are you looking at? There's nothing there, and they're probably looking at some eldritch horror that we can't see. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about she's, with her. She's the cat. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, I'm very worried about that. <laughs> So we're going to have to... That's something to be addressed, I guess. Where's that pin board? Um, I'm sleeping with it. Okay, well, I'm going to add to the pin board. That's something that needs to... Maybe we should look into. You know, your pin board's a lot healthier than mine. <laughs> mine is oversink. It just says oversink. What time is it? Probably approaching one-ish. Mila should be showing up soon. All right, I'll just stay awake then. Okay. Until she gets here. Okay. She does eventually come. Thank you so much. I appreciate the house call. Uh, Well, again, it's not my usual thing, but given the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, So, Celine Celine was um, doing some spell work. She might have overdid it a little bit. I just want to make sure she's okay. (sighs) We did have somebody drop in on us, though, and uh, he's... He's not doing well, so I was more hoping to figure out if he's okay. All right. You say Selene overdid spell work. Yeah, you know, just a bit. Well, not great. That shouldn't be the worst. Let your friend. Yeah, I lead her to Zachariah. Okay. She looks him over, takes out like a mercury thermometer and takes his temperature. Looks him over. Well, fever's obvious. He's sweating. No sign of external infection. So, at a guess, unfortunately, as best as I can do right now, I'd say some kind of flu. Um, That's what we thought, too. Plenty of fluids. You got him bundled up here nice. Just keep this on him. Uh, Make sure that if... Make sure that they don't get 
too soaked. If they do, please change out the blankets. Yep. Just, just keep it on him until his fever breaks. If it doesn't break in two days, come and get me again and we'll see what we can do. Can do. Now, Celine. And I take her to our bedroom. So by that time, it's afternoon, yeah? Yeah. I've, I'm awake and I have servants bringing me things like water and crackers and soup. <laughs> All right, Celine. Oh, what is... Dr. Turner. How oh, nice to see you. She drops her medical bag and just like thumps onto the floor as she sees you. Talia winces behind her. Wow, I didn't expect to see you here today. What day is it? Is it the same day? Yeah, it's afternoon. Wait, wait, if you're here, then you need to check on... You, you need to... I've already checked on your friend. Is he okay? He's fine. He's uh, mild fever. I've told Talia to keep him warm. Plenty of fluids. Oh, she'll check on him. No, you're saying no. what? Yes. Now, she takes out a uh, couple of things out of her bag. She takes out a stethoscope. She takes out a blood pressure cuff. She takes out a couple different things and I'm starts fine. giving fine. you a full examination. I'm fine. I'm just a little bit dizzy and a little bit tired. And I've got a little you bit are spellburnt. I'm what? Tell you winces. What's spellbound? <sighs> Since my assistant has... Gained the favor of the mother. Oh, uh, congratulations. You knew this already. Uh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. She and I have been running some experiments, or rather I've been running experiments with her permission. And spell burn is something that happens when a mortal person casts magic that they either didn't properly prepare for or were not rested for. Two things. First of all, the interesting use of the word mortal. Second, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that does not help your case, honey! Wait. Spellbound. How does that affect my... She puts a hand on her stomach. I don't know for certain, given what I've been able to observe. Celine looks very wary. Looks at Talia. Looks back at Mila. Sit back and let me check a few things. Okay. Mila goes and takes her temperature, listens to heartbeat, asks you if there's any bleeding or abdominal pain. No, no, not so, not, I, I don't know, has there been any bleeding or abdominal pain? Uh, no. Okay, okay, no, no, um, nothing. Taylor looks concerned, but is not overly worried. Celine's trying not to panic because she was given one instruction, which is to take it easy, and she ended up spellbounding herself. Blood pressure is a little low, but that's not uncommon. From what I can tell, we are not in any danger right now. Okay, good, good. But it is my recommendation as your doctor, bed rest for a week. Okay. And no spells of any kind for at least three days. Celine's shaking her head along like... Celine is appropriately nodding and shaking her head to agree with what Mila is saying. No spell casting and yes, bad rest. Good. Now that we have that all sorted... Uh-huh. Celine. She winces. Yes, Doctor? What in the gods' names... What are you doing? Talia like lifts a brow at Celine. Celine looks at Talia and says, "In wife speak, well, what the fuck do I say to that?" I have had opportunity to observe a spell burn. This is by far the worst case I have ever seen. Oh. Now, granted, I haven't seen much, but. I would say this is an order of magnitude above what I have seen. 
would, would you believe me if I told you it was only one spell? Celine looks at Tally a little panicked, like, I don't think I should have put it that way. One? Tally's like, nope, nope, you fucked up. One oh, spell, one spell. So, so I, I didn't, I didn't know that it was, I, I didn't know, I wasn't casting excessive spells, I only cast one. What? Ab- abandon, abandon. What abandon. one spell could uh, cause this? Um, I won't cast it again, and I won't cast any more spells for a, a week, uh, two weeks, a month, uh, the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> she just puts her head in her hands, like, it was a big one, and you'd never cast it before. Now I'm giving Talia a look like, what happened to Abandon? <laughs> <laughs> I had already given you instruction to minimize spell casting, and you went and cast a... Ma- it would have to have been a massive undertaking of a spell. I like your use of the word undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> Celine thinks she's cute, and maybe Mila will stop yelling at her if she's cute enough. <sighs> that has worked with other things. The The point is, she's not doing it again. No, 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 no. Good! Definitely not. No, 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 no more. Mm -mm. Good. Bed rest. Yes. A week. Bed rest, bed bed rest a week. No spells for at least three days. Not even a cantrip. No cantrips, nothing. Not even, not, I won't even think about it. I won't even pray. I don't undertake a who's that. All right. Call me, send for me, tell uh, anything, any hour of the day, if anything happens. We will. All right. And she packs up her equipment and gives you a look, Talia, to follow her. I'll walk you out. Celine slumps over in bed. I'll be right back. I feel like I got caned by Sister Mabel Noble, though. Uh, so as you get outside Talia, uh, outside the house and into the yard, she stops and looks up at you. I am not going to connect the dots between your wife's condition and the condition of your guest. Okay. Camilla is not as skilled as Celine, but even she has access to some form of resurrection spell. And you're not going to say anything for what price? She rolls her eyes. No price, Talia. I... I am concerned. I am concerned for Celine's safety, which I am sure you are also concerned as well. Extremely. I have told Camilla to keep that specific ability a secret for now. As I know that, even with her meager talent, there would be offers and demands and responsibilities heaped upon her. And I trust you are aware of what I mean when I say demands. I am unfortunately very much aware. I can guarantee you she's not going to do that again. (sighs) She nods, but you can tell that there's kind of this, like, I'll believe it when I eventually see it. <laughs> and I don't see it, rather. Yeah. Right. Well, despite you being responsible for two ill patients, get some rest yourself. You don't look nearly as bad as Celine, but you do look awful. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I pay her whatever the bill is. She can charge me extra if she wants. She takes the money, but (laughs) she takes the money and we'll depart. And I go back upstairs to Celine. Celine is awake, but she's slumped over. 
Shouldn't you be getting some rest? I'm trying. Licking your wounds after getting thumped? Yeah. I mean... She's, she's not She's not wrong. I know. I know. <sighs> I didn't know this was going to happen. I know, but in retrospect, we should have guessed. That seemed like a pretty big thing. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should have waited the nine months and then just oversought myself into an early grave. Well, what's done is done. The best we can do is just do damage control, right? Celine looks pensive at your welding. He's okay. Is he? I mean, he hasn't woken up yet. He's still, he's still running a pretty good fever, but he's sweating it out pretty well. As long as I can keep him from overheating. Also allowing him to sweat it out. Okay. Liquids are going to be interesting, but... I've been drinking liquids that are not whiskey and are not hot sauce. Good. Bayabone basics. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. I am so tired. I know. Spellbound. Never happened to me before. Well, you haven't been growing a whole human before. That's true. Lay down, sweetheart. Human? I think there's going to be a very small part of them that are human. Well, probably, but a whole nother person. <laughs> Lay down. Okay. I'm too tired to argue. I'm going to sleep for a week. Okay. Are my children okay? They're fine. Okay. I am going to keep an eye on the house. I'm going to keep an eye on Zachariah. You recuperate. I promise. You get some last two. Yes, I know. I look like shit. I've been told already. Well, we both look like shit. I look like more shit than you do. Yes, but you're still pretty. So are you. I give you a kiss. Get some rest. Okay. Good night. <laughs> I married this. <laughs> Over the next couple of days... Adrian and Jareth come and go and Jareth is eventually informed on, yes, you guys have a I guest. <laughs> and Celine, even after day three, it is still slow moving, but you're definitely feeling better. Less burnt toast. Less, yeah. <laughs> less burnt toast. The, the second day was kind of the worst as that was when the muscle soreness set in. I don't think I even, like, I think I woke up to pee that day and that's it. <laughs> and for that that five minutes that you peed. Yeah, no, muscle soreness. It was terrible. <laughs> it's like it's like the day after a flu shot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Fourth day, you're pretty, it still sucks, but you're able to be up and about. Okay. So I'm still being very gentle with myself and I am trusting Talia when she says Zachariah is doing fine. I, actually, how is Zachariah doing? He is actually doing okay. Is he awake? Has, he hasn't woken up the last couple days. His fever broke though, right? His fever did break on the second day. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, so it hasn't gotten worse and, and Dr. Tono told us to call her only if it gets worse. Right, okay. right. So, so And you're not worse, so you're fine. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, just great. Uh, as soon as I feel well enough to go upstairs again, n not being carried by my wife or servants, I am constantly checking on Zachariah. And I still see that she's still exhausted. So instead of her going up and down stairs for things, I drag one of the beds from the other guest rooms, uh -huh. not Renal's, and I drag that into Zachariah's room and tell her to rest on that. If she, if she insists on being in here, at least get some sleep. Okay, well, I think that's a bit dramatic. And you're being paranoid that he's going to wake up and you're not going to be here. Paranoid? Me? That's rich coming from you. Well, you are. Pot can kill. I'm too tired to argue. <laughs> this is the only time you're going to get away with this sort of thing, you know. Well, I'm right. By the end of day five, Zachariah stirs in his sleep. <gasps> Am I there? You're there. I'm probably, if... I'm probably asleep. <laughs> I'm getting some sleep if you're in there. The minute he makes any sort of sign of life, uh -huh. I'm next to him. 
He like <sighs> groans and like rolls a little bit. Uh, oh. Zachariah? Celine? I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm here. Oh, good. That's uh, uh, good. And he goes back to sleep. Good. Good, 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 good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nods profusely. He's very happy with that. Very, he's like, okay, okay. He spoke, he spoke, and he, you know, you knows who I am, and, and he's still a little, um, little out of it, but uh, he's still sleeping, but he said my name, and uh, yeah, 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 okay, okay. I, at one point, get up, and I think I should probably make dinner instead of relying on leftovers or asking things from the house. If Jareth ordered chocolate cake again, I'm gonna get on his butt. That was caught out. He, um, he's kind of been on his own. Hmm. I've checked on him, but he hasn't, it's been kind of distant. The past couple of days, he's been in and out of your line of sight, but never really stopping to say much. I'm trying to give him space, but I don't know what to do. A lot happened. And it's, I don't know. Well, speaking of Connor, as you're going to the kitchen to start making food, you pass by the library and spot him inside uh, with a stack of books on a table. Oh, which books? The Vanasi books. Uh, okay. Those aren't light reading. Walk into the library and knock a little. He looks up. Uh, hi. Hi, um, those are, those are a pretty heavy subject. Yeah, have you read these? Unfortunately, none of them are really any good. Is this what people think we are? Not everyone. And, I don't think you need to take the words of some fanatical has-beens as gospel. In my opinion, anyway. He looks back down at the book, and you see that he had actually been, like, taking some notes off to the side. What are you looking for? For a moment, he looks like he's going to move to hide the notes, but stops himself. Um... I was looking to see if there was any way to, um, get rid of it. No. Yeah, even in this shit, they were, uh, pretty well convinced of that, too. So, close with the book. It's not something you have to be afraid of. <laughs> How can you say that? You're just not trained on how to do it. Trained, right? Training. I didn't have. I didn't have training because my dad was just a guy. He didn't know the ins and outs. We start really young. Like, I, I know you said you didn't know for sure until you were a bit older, but we. As soon as we can walk, we start learning how to control it. If, if what happened hadn't, you also would have started learning. You mean when these fucks, and he taps the book, burnt down your home? Our home. Your home, Talia. My home was in Breakbeak. It still belonged to you, too. It was still a part of you. Full moon is end of next week. I guess you'll get to see how much of a part of me it is. I promise you, you're not going to hurt anyone. Or yourself. Like it's myself that I care about. You should care about yourself. We can do damage if we're not careful. 
to ourselves and others. I mean, it's a goddamn miracle you haven't gone rogue. Rogue? Says it with suppressed manic laugh. (sighs) I have been in a tiny glass box, Talia, for five years. I don't remember the last time I wanted to shift or the last time I shifted on my own. It was always that fucking button. This is actually when you notice, Talia, that his hand is digging into the wood of the table. Tips extending just a bit into claws. Talia sits down next to him. Look at me. At first he doesn't, but he eventually does. Take a breath. All he can manage is these, like, short, ragged breaths as emotion is welling up into him. But looking into your eyes, he eventually is able to take a single deep breath and then let it out slowly and then another there you go pulls his hand away from the table looking at the gouge marks he left in it bet that happens pretty often huh Uh, it's been happening since I got out. I don't know if this makes you feel any better, but this is actually really common. Great. Great. We are very emotional creatures. And if we don't learn how to shift, then the shift can happen from external or internal forces, like the moon or extreme stress or your emotions felt too strong. It's something I tried, actually. I thought if I could force myself to get really angry, I could force a larger shift. And it, uh, it worked, just not very well. And the problem with doing it that way is there isn't a lot of control. I promise I can teach you control. (laughs) The only control I've ever known over this has been my father and that fucking glass box. I know. And believe me, Matthias did everything he knew how to do. It wasn't much, but it was enough. This full moon, I promise you, you're not going to hurt anyone. You're not going to hurt yourself. I'm not going to let you. And we're going to see how you react when you're out in the open and free. All right? The look in his face goes from barely contained anger. And then at the mention of being outside in the open, it shifts to Terror. The fuck? He have so much desert outside. I am not going to let anything happen to you or to anything else. The only thing that's going to be around you are animals. His breathing again is starting to go rapid and he looks over to you, his eyes going yellow. Okay, I am going to put some um, alpha into this, so maybe he can see that it's more than I've got. I've got more than just words to back myself up. Uh-huh. I bring out the dominance that I definitely have over this kid. Uh-huh. Breathe slowly, Kana. Yeah, make me an intimidation check at advantage. Nineteen plus seven. 26, okay, yeah. For a second, 
just the force of the attention and your influence on him causes panic to set in a little more and you see some of his features start to change before that command kicks in and he immediately takes a deep shuddering breath before letting it out and it takes a couple more of those deep breaths before his eyes stop glowing yellow there you go Okay. 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 Uh, he, he puts his head in his hands. I know it's a lot. But that is the safest place for you to be. Out in the open. Nothing's around. Just you and me and probably some critters. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to learn to live with this anyways so yeah I promise if at any point you look like you're out of control I'll use the fact that I'm an alpha on you and you'll calm down is that what yes I'm higher in the pecking order I suppose that's how to put it okay well I mean I'll be honest I'm kind of glad because I'm kind of glad for that I don't know you said you could do a dire wolf. I actually think that would be big enough. Yeah, I can do a dire wolf. I can do a hybrid, too. He nods. Look, these books are trash. The people who wrote them were trash. And they don't know anything about us. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Let me know if you want to go out and get something other than these books. I'll send you off with money, okay? Jareth knows all the best places in town. <sighs> A little scamp. Yep. The big-headed one. For his massive brain. Kid's got a big head, but he's got good taste in clothes. If you say so. <laughs> the last time he tried to dress me, we got into a fight, so we don't we don't touch on that subject. I like the way he dresses me. Yeah, you would. Well, I'm gonna go make dinner. You're welcome to come join me if you'd like. I'll come once it starts smelling good, which won't be too long, I guess. All right, I go make dinner. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Feywild West presented by Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave a rating and review. Every little bit helps. If you want to go the extra mile, we have a Patreon with early episodes and behind-the-scenes extras. Audio producer, assistant editor, and dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Writer, audio producer, and the voice of the Queen of Night and Magic is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Art director, audio assistant mixer, and voice of Celine Argent Gray is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. Executive producer, creative director, audio editor and mixer, community manager, and voice of Talia Argent Gray is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Social media links and credits for both music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit Esperar, and the tarot guide used in game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.